0: Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, so what are you trying to say?
1: Beyond the usual controversial talk.
0: Blah <laughs> blah blah blah. Over there. Uh, One two
1: cha cha cha. One two cha cha cha. Prepare yourself. Okay. For Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> Stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the. <laughs> there you go. You start becoming a team. This is The Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host.
2: He's a good man. Craig. That's right. This is The Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm your host for the next four hours. And then I think we have Dave Ramsey on tonight. Although (laughs) I need to pay more attention to the things that are on after me because there's coaches shows, there's sporting events, I think. On Friday, I might be off early because of a a game of some kind. So I'm probably going to... I'm pretty sure it's Dave Ramsey. I wanted to start the show by talking about impeachment. And I know a lot of people talk about impeachment. And it's it's the kind of thing that I know even some listeners don't really love here at our... But you can't not. And I think uh, Mark Strauss talked about it a little bit today, too. There's a vote tomorrow in the House of Representatives that is very likely to impeach the president. If you don't know the process, he's not out of power. Uh, it then goes to the Senate, who holds a trial in which he's very likely to not uh, be removed from office. So he'll be impeached, and then pretty much nothing else will happen, other than the fact that they will go through the process in the Senate uh, to try him. But that's that's historic. Very few presidents have been impeached, although uh, one— We can remember recently in Bill Clinton uh, that did remain in power, too. Uh, It's a little different since Trump is running for re-election, and that wasn't the case during the Clinton trials. So, you know, that's a nuance to all of this. And I've mentioned before, I think maybe on the show, uh, that he can run even if he were to be fully impeached. But that's incredibly unlikely to happen. Um, If you need the rules, if anyone wants uh, to dive in on the rules, two-thirds majority in the Senate— If tomorrow's vote goes the way we all expect it to go in the House, then a two-thirds majority would have to agree that President Trump needs to be removed from office. In order for that to happen, with the current makeup, there's about 53 Republicans, 45 Democrats, and two independents currently in the Senate. 20 GOP members would have to go rogue and decide to convict uh, President Trump in order for him to be removed. And everyone involved in this process knows that's not going to happen. Even everyone voting tomorrow Uh, and tomorrow, it doesn't have to be every single Democrat is not needed in order for the impeachment to go through or whatever you want to say. Uh, There are a handful of Democrats that are actually expected to vote against impeachment and they expect all Republicans uh, to go that road because it is a very uh, bipartisan. It's a very um, partisan issue right now, even though. When this process all started, I think several people from the Democratic side of the aisle said that they would convince uh, the people on the other side that this is the appropriate move and that the eventual impeachment would be uh, bipartisan. But it it will not be. That's not what's going to happen. But it, it will. It's a very likely thing to occur tomorrow, and that is news in and of itself. If you disagree or if you agree, it's still a big deal. I'm not saying that, you know, it's a big deal because... President Trump did something wrong. I don't even want to weigh in on that. But it's a big deal that it's going to happen uh, tomorrow. And it's something that I think the opposing side, the people who most dislike the current president of the United States, people from the Democratic side of the aisle, have been trying to do for a while. Uh, You had heard during the Mueller reports that that was going to be the end result, that he was going to get impeached because of the, the findings that were, you know, whispered about and then it didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, uh, for whatever reason, this is the kind of thing that was just not going to die until it happened. And then once it happens, uh, as, as I said, there's a very good likelihood that that's the beginning and end of the whole thing, outside of the fact that we would witness a trial. And also, there, is been, there has been some debate as to how that all works uh, once it gets to the Senate. And it's not necessarily that McConnell is just in, in charge of it, which he seems to think he is. Uh, actually, the House gets to pick different people to to be impeachment managers. So it'll be it'll be in the news day in and day out. It'll be a whole big up and down thing. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, as I said, it's probably not going to amount to all that much. But it has to be talked about. I can't not talk about it. If you want to call in and talk about it more, feel free, 829-2345. Uh, I don't know if I need everyone to voice their political opinion uh, because I know that we're divided. I know if this phone starts lighting up that, some people are going to say that this president is the worst president ever and other people are going to say he's the best uh, because that's where we are. And it's not even uh, Trump's fault that that's where we are. It's just, I think it's where we were before this president was elected to, to hold office that a lot of people are looking at things from the political side that they're on and not necessarily looking at it uh, on any. And I don't even know if you can, uh, as I talked to Mark Strauss uh, to preview this show. A lot of facts that exist out in the world wind up getting reported on a bit differently than they could if they were being reported as facts. So a lot of opinion winds up being what's out there in the world in the first place. So then when you you cite said opinion in helping you create your own um, opinion on what's going on, it's just we're in a weird world right now. I don't know how we fix it. I honestly don't. And I think I was talking about this on the show a little yesterday. Maybe there's some way to to force everybody to go to a a, a lunch of some kind, you know, bring Nancy Pelosi along, bring President Trump along, have everybody sit down, and maybe force them like a a good holiday party or a good family get-together to not talk about politics, to try to get along some other way. And maybe if you did that, maybe if we had the Thanksgiving-Christmas, you know, meal rules in place for politicians, they had to go because you can't miss uh, my grandmother was very upset I didn't visit her over the, the Thanksgiving holiday, so I will have to visit her for Christmas. That is the rules. So may- maybe my grandmother could host it. That's the idea. All this uh, impeachment stuff aside, screw that stuff. My very Italian, very lovely grandmother needs to have people from both sides of the aisle over for a lovely meal, and she's a hell of a cook, so you would enjoy the meatballs a lot. Uh, but by the way, if you fight, you don't get meatballs. That, you get punished, and they're delicious. So if you do, if if Trump and Nancy get into it before uh, before we get to the food, you're going to get punished. You're not going to get those items and the desserts. You forget about those if you're fighting at the dinner table. Uh, But maybe that's the idea. But anyway, I had to start the show, had to discuss that a little bit. I will take a break. A lot more coming up on the Craig Collins show that's not politically motivated. I do want to talk about Drew Brees. He set a record the other day. So that was interesting. uh, If you care at all about the NFL. And then I got a lot of other stuff to talk about. There's. More debate about the Chicago Hyperloop. I don't know if you know about this, but it's a, it's a proposed high-speed Hyperloop that would connect Cleveland to Chicago and I think maybe Pittsburgh as well. It would go like 760 miles an hour, and there's there's more talk about it that came out today. So I will have that and a lot more coming up. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. You've got to play Jingle Bells by Frank Sinatra. That's the Frank Sinatra song, I think. Uh, it's just built form, the way that the... Uh, You know, the pacing of it goes, I think it's the perfect holiday song for one Frank Sinatra. I thank Chris on Facebook for asking me to play that song. Um, You can ask me to play any music all holiday season long, any Christmas music, I should say. Call me 829-2345 or send me a message on Facebook, facebook facebook.com, Greg Collins Show, and I'll play a few seconds of it. And then you're entered in to win some tickets, and I'll have more information about that. But it is the State Farm Holiday Extravaganza, the tournament that goes on here. It's a huge High school basketball tournament, a, a bunch of great teams are competing, and there's a bunch of games that take place over a four-day period. And you'd have tickets. I've got a set of tickets to give away each day this week. Uh, you'd have tickets to all the games. So that's something you want to do uh, and something you should call in and give me your favorite Christmas songs. So I was talking a little bit about impeachment, and I just want to mention one more quick thing, and then I'll, I'll move on. Uh, I saw a poll today, I think it was from the USA uh, Today, that said that irrelevant to what happens, uh, voters don't care. Voters, 100%, are still very sure of what they want to do. And uh, President Trump is leading uh, any Democratic candidate and is likely to be reelected, at least according to this poll uh, right now. Obviously, that's pretty premature, but it's weird that that is part of the process that is true, too. That no matter what does happen, uh, as far as all this goes, it's not even for voters. It's not even designed with voters in mind. All right, Hyperloop. Uh, Would you travel... On the Chicago Hyperloop, that's from uh, Chicago to Cleveland and Pittsburgh. It is hopefully going to be constructed by 2023, so it is still a little ways off. But the high speeds will reach up to 760 miles per hour, which is intense. There was a quote today from one of the, uh, I think this is from Northeast Ohio area coordinating agency. That's one of the places involved. The Hyperloop, Hyperloop meets the region's uh, transportation capacity needs and does so faster, cheaper, and more sustainably than any other current uh, option available. So they're in on it. I think Chicago is very much in on it. Uh, it's going to, I think at least the Northeast Ohio organization is dropping $100,000 on it. Uh, it's going to cost well over a like million dollars, like $1.3 million. And I think even Los Angeles is trying to develop another Hyperloop as well. But it sort of sounds like the Jetsons, Right. I mean, I, you'd be in a, in a thing. You wouldn't just jump in as, as yourself, your own individual person like they did on that cartoon. But we're getting closer and closer to these futuristic things we saw in, in fake cartoons or TV shows and movies. We're getting closer to them being real. And the Hyperloop is an interesting option. Um, I don't know. I want to know if you travel on a Hyperloop. eight two nine two three four five. Tell me, would you jump in? How long would you wait? I, the, if something were to go wrong, with the Hyperloop, I can't imagine how bad that would be. If you're traveling 760 miles an hour, we'd have to have just so many versions of of confirmation that this is 100% safe, that nothing could go wrong, because it just sounds insanely dangerous. At the same time, though, it's probably uh, thrilling if if you got a chance to be in it. And I don't know if they pressurize it or something, or if you do get, like, suction to the wall, a la those rides you'd find at the you know, local, whatever, state kind of amusement things that pop up, the little carnivals that can pop up. You know that one that would go in a circle and it'd suction into the wall? I kind of wonder if the Hyperloop would feel like that. And if it does, I'd even be more down. You could go, like, upside down, flip yourself over while you're Hyperlooping between Chicago and Cleveland. It would be fun. Turn it into a gimmick. That's what I always like to do. Don't make it just a transportation device. Make it a carnival ride. That's perfect. I'm going to let the people in Chicago know my idea. I'm sure they'll be down. All right. I got to take another break in the Craig Collins show. I got a lot more coming up. Like I said, I do want to talk about um, Adam Driver, Star Wars. Uh, He walked out of an interview recently. He actually has another movie out that's on Netflix. And apparently he doesn't like to hear or see himself performing. And they didn't seem to know that at the radio place he was he was chatting about. But He's also in the Star Wars movie. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. i got about a minute until the news. Uh, Let me go ahead and play you this. This is Drew Brees breaking a record last night, and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit after uh, the news uh, with Blake Haas. But here is Drew Brees passing for an NFL record amount of passing touchdowns. 19 straight completions
3: now for Drew Brees. That ties his career high in a game.
1: But I think he's searching for another mighty mark. Will he get it here?
3: Yes! Touchdown pass,
2: 5-4-0 in the five zero four. I love it. I love how excited people get when, uh, when records happen. I want to call a record, just one record, and I don't call anything right now, so it's, uh, I'm going to have to work toward that. That's going to be a lot of challenges to take all the right steps, but I want to be in that place, and I think what I do is just steal other famous lines and merge them all together. Like, do you believe in miracles from Al Michaels? I think I would just throw all those things in for whatever record is getting set. So I hope it's somewhat inconsequential. I hope it's like a, maybe I'll get to call like a grade school basketball game at some point in my life that I don't know why it's airing on it, on whatever it's airing on. And I will use as many cliched, super crazy ones as I can. And then just the excitement of a guy like that when he's like, yes, I like that call. But Drew Brees, new record holder. Tom Brady is... Is on his heels, but Tom's not good anymore. Hot take, I know. That's right, that's the Bare Naked Ladies singing a great Christmas classic. God rest you, merry gentlemen. I had no idea that was a thing. Sarah McLaughlin's on this too, but I'm not going to get to it. Thank you, Kevin, for calling in. You are entered into a chance to win tickets to the State Farm uh, tournament uh, that's going on, I think it's next weekend, the 26th, 27th, 28th, and 30th. It's a huge high school basketball tournament that i'm giving away tickets to i will let kevin know or anyone else that joins the the contest at the end of the the day if they won and actually you're you're entered all week so if you call in any time this week to give me a christmas song and i'll do one drawing each night you have a chance to win tickets and go to see some great college or high school basketball including some former championships or some current champions i believe blake haas is in studio. Blake, welcome to the Craig Collins Show again.
1: Ah, it's great to be here every day. Yeah,
2: this is becoming a segment, um, and I was approached by somebody the other night when I was out saying how much they love my weird cast of characters. Oh,
1: yeah, why they call me weird?
2: Well, they said they love my weird cast of characters on the radio show, and you were one of those weird people.
1: Right. Okay. So they name-dropped me.
2: They did. They name-dropped Blake. They said, he's so weird. But
1: they were smiling as they said it.
2: Right. Well,
1: I don't know, because I wasn't there. You could be lying. No,
2: I'm not. That's 100% true. But they called me weird. They did. You and some other guests that I have on are all, you know, a little... Yeah. (laughs) They called me weird. Wait a minute. Are you truly surprised with the questions you ask, the way that you...
1: No. Well, I ask questions that need to be answered. Do they? So how am I weird if I ask questions that need to be answered?
2: I think some people might assume you, the questions could be answered on your own, that you wouldn't need other right.
1: input. Well, Google and YouTube don't help me, they so do I not. ask you guys. Yeah. yeah.
2: I like, for example, you ask us questions like, what should you get your uh, brother-in-law for Christmas? Right. That's the kind of thing you need to yeah. know. Should uh, I you, get
1: a belt or should I lose some weight? Those you are at, questions I've right. asked. <laughs> YouTube doesn't right. help me out with that.
2: Well, and actually, it's not just the belt. I think right. you asked whether or not you should continue to rock skinny jeans. Yes. These are your questions.
1: And people said that I look fabulous, and I got even called Quadzilla, not weird. So
2: <laughs> You did have one yeah. listener yeah, give did. you the nickname Quadzilla, which you're very happy about. I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, I know you're um, you know, happily in a relationship, dating, whatever, and your, your <laughs> girlfriend is very nice. Right. Um, but I'd be curious if you were a single person. Would you partake in the 12 Days of Christmas dating show that is going to be on HBO Max, and it is 100% designed around Christmas themes. So not only will you be dating this right. holiday season, some of the contestants will get to bring somebody home to mom. They'll have a date for all the special events, yeah. all because of HBO Max and the 12 Days 12 dates of Christmas.
1: Right. Well, I've been participating in the 12 Days of Buntmas. <laughs> have you heard about this? <laughs> you no, know, I, I have. So on the morning show... I don't
2: know what's happening. <laughs> the Go morning ahead. show,
1: they're doing 12 Days of Buntmas, where Bunt cakes are being brought in Got it. every single day, mm-hmm. and they can eat eat them on air and talk about them. Gotcha. Scott Miller has been sliding me some Bunt cakes the past 12 days.
2: And you've been eating them on the air?
1: Well, not on the air, but eating gotcha. them off the air, but... If you've ever seen the study with Pavlov and the dog, uh-huh. right, when the dog starts salivating when Pavlov rings the bell?
2: Essentially, for anyone that doesn't know the study, he rings a right. bell every day and then feeds a dog, and then one day he just rings a bell, and the dog is expecting food.
1: Well, today was last day of buttness. Well, when I come out <laughs> after being in the newsroom, I go to my desk, there's no cake there. So I start salivating like a dog, and I said, "You had no Brother Miller, where's the, where's the cake at? It didn't make it to you, did it? He slid me look carrot cake. He said, That's the last one.
2: Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So he did hide a piece for you? Yeah. So you he were did. very excited yeah. about that? But that's the last buntness. day. The yeah. 12 days of buntness. Yeah. But now it's over. Bunt cakes are delicious. Are they? Yes, they're okay. very good. Why do you like them so much?
1: Uh, they're moist. Can I say <laughs> moist on the radio?
2: <laughs> you can. Damp? Some people get uncomfortable with that word. Right. Ointment? Yeah. Ointment? Yeah, that's Are you noise. just saying words now? Well, no, I'm just
1: saying words that I'm uncomfortable with.
2: See, that's why people think you're weird. How? That's what just happened. No. You went from telling a story about right. Bundt cake right. to using the word moist yeah. and then just saying other words that you feel uncomfortable Okay, that's
1: ADD. That's not being weird. Well,
2: it's weird to some. Right. You're a tennis ball person. Okay. Do you like that? I've called you that now two yeah. days in a row. Right. And I can explain again to anyone that missed yesterday's show what that is. I had some friends in high school that were easily distracted, like uh, Blake Haas Yeah. And I said that you just had to hold up a tennis ball while talking to someone. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a an important, you know, person-to-person conversation with you. And if I just started to lift my hand and there was a tennis ball in my hand, mm-hmm. and I kind of shook it like you would a dog, and yeah. then threw it, you're the kind of person that would chase it.
1: Yeah. Katie's in here. She thinks I'm weird, too.
2: Does she? Yeah. Do you want to put her on the air to yeah, see? Yeah, come nope, on. No, she doesn't. She doesn't want to be on the air. <laughs> this is an off-the-air you're, conversation you're only. Weird. Right. You're off. Oh, oh, so odd. now I'm on. Well, now that sounds worse. about your peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Oh, here, okay. <laughs> I think we have a commercial coming oh, up. Do we have up? to take a break? <laughs> looks like we have to take a break in the Craig Collins Show. A lot more coming up. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, this half hour is sponsored by uh, Sylvania Automotive. It's that time of year again, headlight saving time, when the night gets darker and you need a fresh pair of headlights that are up to the task. And you can't remember the last time that you replaced your headlights uh well, now is that time. sylvania automotivecom dot com to find your perfect bulb. Uh, that is Sylvania Automotive. By the way, I have continued to fix my Jeep, my '96 Jeep uh, Cherokee, and I'm I'm thrilled that the guys at Los Amigos are able to keep fixing it. He he told me today, and I quote, um, because he checked it out yesterday. It's had two problems in the last two weeks, and I keep assuming that it's it's going to pass away. It's 96 years old, my Jeep. So it or not 96 years old. It's from 1996. Excuse me. Uh, But he said, and I quote, she's still got a lot of life in her, which I liked. I liked that, right? Uh, Blake just made a face. Blake Haas is in studio. You don't think my 96 Jeep still's got a lot well, of life? Well,
1: if it's 96 years old, it ain't got much life. That's left what there. I said that, Ricky, right? Right. from
2: 1996. Right, It's not 96 years old. You He's got a Model
1: T? What do you got?
2: 23 years old. Oh, He's I been got, able yeah. to drink for a couple of years, so right. it's fun to go out. Grandpa is what we uh, call him, but Los Amigos keeps fixing it. They're right. well, pretty for cheap. Them. They're they're yeah. good. The prices are good, good there. people? Yeah, yeah, they're nice people. I asked you a question before the break, and as a good tennis ball person, right. you completely ignored
1: it. Well, you ask a lot of questions. I ignore a lot of <laughs> things you say. <laughs>
2: I also learned that you make weird um, peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I didn't know that. Well, that's here. just the rumor. Yeah, go to our Facebook page to get more information about that, even though it's a little while back. You're going to have to scroll back a bit. Right, yeah. You, you can find that video. You'll find uh-huh. some videos. So if you were a single man, which you are not, and you have a lovely girlfriend, but if you were, would you partake in something like the 12 Dates of Christmas, the new HBO uh, Max TV show that's all about dating with a Christmas theme? No. You would not
1: okay, look, here's the thing you need to know about me. All right. If it involves if a date involves money <laughs> I'm Wait not minute.
2: doing it. These get paid for by the show. They're putting you on the date. Well so
1: you gotta do something. I mean, you gotta look
2: good. You gotta do something to You gotta you gotta go out with can, the lady.
1: Right. But how else you, you're not getting that for free.
2: No, I mean you probably have to apply and they only pick a certain number of people. My friend was on right. um Survivor. My friend Really? Yeah, he was on a season of Survivor. He made it I think halfway, uh, but what he said was weird about these reality shows yeah. is they eventually like pare it down to a certain number of people they're, they're thinking about for the part, because right. they do have kind of ideas of what they want the yeah. people to be, and then you sit in a room with what a casting director for a TV show thinks you are, with about 20 other people who are also you, like all the characteristics of what you are, wow. the ones that stereotypically, yeah. So he said the weirdest thing was not being on the TV show. It was meeting all the other people that some uh, casting director had decided were similar to him.
1: Let me ask you a question. If you could
2: be on a TV show, what would it be? Oh, uh, American Ninja Warrior. Why? Because it would be awesome. I, I assume that I could train for it.
1: You wouldn't be way. on Naked and Afraid?
2: I would not. I don't why know why not? you went there. <laughs> See, this is why you're weird. Like, that's, why, that's, why that's, that's why you're weird. Um, <laughs> that's no. Is it? Yeah, is that the show you'd afraid? like to be yeah. on?
1: I'm going home this afternoon cracking up a brewski. And I, watching don't, naked I don't and need afraid.
2: to know any of this stuff. This is all way <laughs> TMI for sure all of a sudden. But no, American yeah. Ninja Warrior. Right. That sounds fun. Uh, did you hear me talk yesterday about how... And I don't know if you're familiar with this show. Yeah. You're younger than me. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple is going to be coming back. I haven't heard of that. But You've I've, never heard of it?
1: I've seen it on the social media. Okay.
2: It's yeah. coming back, and I'm very excited. It was popular when I was a kid. It was a Nickelodeon show. And uh, now it's going to be for adults. And I think Neil Doyle and I are going to participate. Really? Pretty is pretty there sure slime we're a team. involved? There's no slime. It's oh. not that Everything show. You with Nickelodeon has slime. No, it doesn't. Yes, They, it does. they had no slime things. Well, um, what was it. the reason that I brought you? Oh, I remember. <laughs> Off the air, you and I, yeah, I just want to move on. (laughs) Off the air, you and I were talking about um, what you used to do. You, at some point, I guess, and maybe this is relatively recently, wanted to practice to be a radio host. Yeah. But more specifically, a country music radio host.
1: I've always thought about seeing myself in country music.
2: Have you? Yes. And so you used to rehearse your show in front of a mirror? Yeah, here's a
1: couple of things. When getting into (laughs) radio, because we don't have the best looking faces, right? Not usually. Well... You don't, but maybe I right, Thank you, bud. Yeah, anyways, uh, you have to practice these things. So play a video game with no volume on. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was looking in the mirror, getting confidence <laughs> of saying things in the mirror.
2: Uh, so wait, Oh, wait. So it wasn't necessarily to critique how you were doing. Right. Cause it was to gain mirror, confidence. Yeah,
1: if the person in the mirror laughed, then it was funny.
2: But you're... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know why you're weird. Do you get and it? You make, yes, I get it. You make a joke about making yourself laugh. Well, rehearsing. That's
1: all radio is. Why did you assume I wouldn't get that? Well, that I don't wasn't know. a
2: highly intellectual joke. Well, you
1: looked at me for a second like you were.
2: I just shocked you made it. I just liked that you made something. it. Yeah. Uh, but you also right. just said the, the video game, you do that too.
1: Yes, I do that currently.
2: You play sports video games? Yeah. Specifically football?
1: Yeah, football or basketball. Okay. Because football and basketball, there's only certain months of the year that you have them. Right. So the other couple of months, you get a little rusty. Sure.
2: <laughs> so you play a, right. a sports video game. Yeah. You turn the sound off in the room. Right. And you record yourself doing yep. play-by-play of the game you're playing. Yep. And this is not to do what some people out in the world are doing, like stream the game, exactly. make funny jokes.
1: No. See, I don't have a face for screaming of the games. <laughs> no. But you, right.
2: But you try to in earnest do the. Is anyone at home when you do this? Yeah, I live with my parents. Okay, did yeah. they react at all? They don't know I do it until now. Uh, don't you think they've heard you? I don't know. Okay, they hear me on the radio. Yeah, I know they hear you. But don't you right. think at home, I Blake's parents call in. Tell me if you've ever heard him doing play by play of his video they games. They don't listen
1: to the Craig Mullen show. That
2: hurts. You're just being mean. <laughs> you came in here to be mean today. Blake is is saucy it's been today. A long day. I know you got you got a little bit of attitude. Yeah, it's right. fine. Um. I, I'm curious, though, you also tape it and then review it, right? Yeah, I listen to myself. Okay. Yeah. How have you how Have you done?
1: I think I've done subpar. Oh. <laughs> it could be
2: better. Are you getting better?
1: Yeah, it could be better. I like to throw in little jokes on the side.
2: Can I ask you for a very important favor? Okay, let's hear it. Can you bring in your best call? I would like to play it on mm-hmm. The Greg Collins oh, Show. I would it's like to play your be best call. call you do not the you the other day,
1: the Brazilian guy. It's not? That,
2: that guy was good. great. He's very good. <laughs> that guy was good. Anyone that doesn't know that's available on the podcast, yeah. The Craig Collins Show is podcasting in its entirety. The full show is every single day. Go to your favorite podcast platform and find what Blake's talking about from a few days ago. That guy was good. I want your best. you got to bring your best call. Okay. okay. I'll bring it in. All right. Tomorrow. In,
1: no, 2023.
2: Nope, that's not the right time. Well, I, tomorrow. I can't tomorrow. Blake's mom and dad, call in. We need to talk. You've got to find some audio. Where do they you store know,
1: it? I, where do I store it on We're, my cellular device? Okay. So mm-hmm. it's here now? It is. But oh. I'm not I'm not putting myself on the Craig Collins Show. I only put the best stuff on the Craig
2: Collins We're going to take a break. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Earlier this, I think it must have been last week, actually, because it's only Tuesday, Craig. Remember what day it is. Uh, but I was talking about this Christmas sweater that got Walmart in a lot of trouble. It uh, depicted a snowman that looked like he was trying to do some narcotics. Um, The snowman was in front of a bunch of of white lines, and it was making jokes about the snow. Uh, The reason I'm bringing this story up is there's yet more breaking news uh, from this, Uh, but the story previously is that Walmart.com pulled it from their websites, then Amazon had it be a number one seller on their websites, and now the government in Colombia is suing the people that made the sweater because the original advert mentioned Columbia in a negative light. The original advert said, We are we all know how snow works. It's white, powdery, and the best snow comes straight from South America. That's bad news for jolly old St. Nick, who lives in a faraway place in the North Pole. Uh, that's why Santa really loves to savor the moment he gets his hand on some quality grade A Colombian snow. That was the original advert. Uh, Columbia is not happy with that, and they are suing the manufacturers of the shirt. I ask you, Blake Haas... Right. would you have rocked the snowman that looks like he's doing cocaine
1: yeah people just need to chill
2: <laughs> why do you say that
1: because everybody's all up tight it's it's no it's not it's, well no it's Frosty ain't doing a line of Coke.
2: Well, it's supposed to the joke is supposed right. to be that he is doing several lines of Coke. Right. Uh, well, but you're you're saying that he just needs to chill. Got it. Are you saying yeah. that you would just decide he's not? That Maybe is we need just to snow? give
1: him some that recreational marijuana that's <laughs> legal in about fifteen days. How do
2: you feel about that, Blake?
1: What, the marijuana? Yeah. Well I can't comment on that. You can't comment on that? I can't comment on
2: that. But would you wear this holiday sweater say to like a family gathering? Yeah. And it's because in your opinion, it's just snow.
1: There ain't much to hang out with, but yeah, I'd wear it to a family (laughs) gathering. Right, Blake.
2: How are you doing today, bud? It's a great You're day. Doing okay. Yeah, it's uh, a long day. One last thing, and I'll talk about this oh, after the Blake.
1: Okay, here we go. After the what?
2: I'll talk about this after the Blake is what I just said, but okay, I meant the yeah. break. I just okay. blended your your name. See? But you will be gone, so this is after yeah, the Blake. I get off in a minute and a half. There you do make I, it
1: quick because I ain't on the clock. I
2: know you told me you wouldn't stay <laughs> extra seconds. <laughs> no, I, I love stuff that. To right know. before I come back from the the commercial, I'm about to come back. He's like, oh, by the way, I get off at three, Craig. I'm leaving. I'm done. <laughs> three o'clock, buddy. I'm clocking don't want to I'm be punching on for up. any extra seconds. Nope. Okay, that's fine. Adam Driver, I mentioned this on the uh Mark Strauss show when first I jumped name in. screw? Uh, nope,, okay. uh, That's a good joke. Look yeah. at you. You're See? killing it. Do I need rim <laughs> shots when I have you on the show from now on? Do I need rim shots uh, all set up and ready to go? Too many dad jokes, bud. Dum- <sharp> no, no, that's go great, ahead. but uh Adam Driver doesn't like to hear his own voice. He uh walked out of a recent radio interview when they played a clip of a movie that he's in, not the Star Wars movie, but another movie. So, Blake, since we were talking about you reviewing your yes. your fake shows right. that you're doing, how do you feel about your voice?
1: I think it's not bad. It's subpar, okay. but it ain't bad. <laughs> You
2: don't mind hearing it though? No, I don't mind hearing it, but saw
1: uh, that's oh. I'm not the decision guy. Yeah, go ahead. I should
2: mention this. I forgot to mention it. I met yeah. your teacher the other night. My teacher. Your radio teacher from ISU. Oh you and you and Neil. Steven. Yeah. yeah. I met I met the head of the department the other night. He well, came up and talked head, to me. But yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Dear, whoa. Steven, that wasn't me, by the way, who did that. Blake's taking out everybody today. He's going deep. The rest of the day today, we have mostly cloudy and cold conditions. Then tonight lingering clouds, a low of fifteen. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 45, low of 17. Thursday, mostly sunny, high of 38. Friday, partly cloudy, a high of 41. Saturday, sunny, a high of 42. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 20 degrees.
3: It's the
0: most wonderful time
3: of the year. You're listening to The Craig Collins Show on WJBC. This
2: is The Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I like when people review stuff on uh, YouTube. I watch a lot of reviews. I read reviews. You find out though that a lot of reviews, uh, like the Amazon ones, are fake. Um, so it's better when you watch those videos and you you see people like open the product. I don't know if you've ever watched a you know unboxing video of something if you were thinking about buying something. Uh, but this, uh, I guess, newer YouTube review person is taking things to a whole new level. Her name is McKenna Knipe. Uh, She is 24 years old. She decided to review Burger King's new Impossible Whopper, but she wanted to up the stakes just a little bit to make sure that people would consume her latest YouTube video. Uh, And I think she says in this article that she's trying to launch her channel. So what did she do? She reviewed the burger, or at least consumed the burger, while skydiving. Uh, It's a three-minute or so video. She jumps out of a plane and then she pulls the Whopper from wherever she had it on herself. Uh, She eats the whole thing, even pulling the parachute and having that, you know, if you've ever been skydiving, that lunge, that pull, when you stop plummeting toward the earth and just start floating. Uh, But she holds on to the burger the whole time, finishes it, and then offers the review when she lands on the ground, saying that she loves it. She loves the sport, and she also loves the, the impossible burger. But I like that she took things to a whole new level, right? And she said... Uh, And I quote to whatever news organization found her after this stunt, I'm working on starting a YouTube channel of weekly food reviews in the sky, along with a weekly vlog of the insane shenanigans that come with being a a skydiving for life sort of person, uh, both in the sky and on the ground. Uh, She said that she can't wait to get that going. So she's going to she doesn't review it, though, in the sense that she doesn't tell us if she likes it or not. Well, air is shooting by her. I can't even imagine what the audio quality would be like if you're, you're skydive reviewing stuff. Uh, but, Neil Doyle, does that make you more likely to trust her, that she, she reviewed the product while skydiving? Uh, I mean, I think because me
0: personally, I'm never going to skydive. No? So I don't know if I would really trust her or not. Wait, you, I'm, you'd never go? No. Why not? Uh, that's just way too high. No, no point in it.
2: Really? Uh, No, there, what? Oh, that is (sighs) so not true. I've been skydiving. I went with my brother for his uh, bachelor party. He and I jumped out of a plane and then had a steak, which is a really good Hmm. bachelor party. I'd recommend that if you're considering how to plan a bachelor party for someone. But it's, it's an experience that you, I don't know how to, how to simulate that. If you watch a YouTube video of someone with a GoPro, like that's not the same feeling of plummeting toward the earth. And then all of a sudden not dying that Ah. in and of itself is amazing. It's pretty close, watching okay. it. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, just, that's totally not
0: true. You gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah, I don't think you you couldn't give me enough money to do that. There's no
2: chance in hell. No. Do you know anyone that's gone?
0: Not that I can say,
2: to be honest. Okay. No. no. Right. Well, you know. You're well, now, the I'm first, yeah, you're I'm the, the first, first person. person to think. We need some of your like best friends to all go as a group and say how great. There's no way you'd never. Are you afraid of heights? Then. I don't love heights. I mean, okay. I, I don't know if I'm, I am can say it's like a top fear, but gotcha. uh, I just I wouldn't have no desire to jump out of a plane. Man, what about like ride a motorcycle? Any of that other daredevil stuff? Is there anything daredevil you like? I would or? ride a motorcycle. I never have. I've never okay. ridden a motorcycle, but I would. Would you go at a fairly high rate of speed? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, I had a motorcycle for a while. My wife even jokes that that's the reason she started dating me. And I remember one of the times I, I had her riding with me. I think we were going to South Bend, Indiana for something. I got up to pretty fast. I got up like 80, 90 miles per hour. And then we pulled over to do a little bit of, uh, of gasoline. And she hit me and said, never again. Never again go that fast. But that's in and of itself a good experience. It's just not skydiving. Mark Strauss is suddenly in studio. Mark, do you have skydiving I, I, feelings? No,
3: I was just uh, I was amused by you trying to pressure Neil into <laughs> attempting skydiving.
2: I don't know if it's what, pressuring. Y- what? Why? Okay, here we go. Mark likes... I, I, have a, I, th- I have a
3: question for you.
2: Can I say something about you first, and then you can ask your question? It's your
3: show. You can make any rules you want.
2: Mark likes to let every person live their life, and he doesn't like to tell people how to live their lives, <laughs> and I imagine this question is now going to be no, in, I, that, in that line of thinking. I, no,
3: it, it's... it's I, the, uh, I just... Irrational thinking kind of moves me in a certain direction. All right. Would you go out... And stand in the yellow line in the middle of Veterans Parkway?
2: I would not, but I don't know how we're going to get to skydiving from that that starting point. Which do you think is less safe? Skydiving or standing in the middle of Veterans Parkway? Yeah. Yeah. I think that standing in the middle of Veterans Parkway, depending on what I'm wearing, and if it's dark out, it's probably less safe. Now. Are you sure about that? Uh, the place that no, I went... in
3: broad daylight, like right now. Oh, here we go, Mark.
2: Here we oh. go, Marky Mark. Uh, the, the place that I went skydiving had a terrific safety standard. They had never had a single accident in all the years they had been doing it.
3: So, so they're due.
2: <laughs> uh, also, the odds of getting into a horrific accident while skydiving are tremendously small. Uh, meaning that there's a lot of there more than it. if you don't do it well in that moment that but you can die in your car much more likely than almost anything else that's because i
3: drive more
2: <laughs> right and also because there's an inherent danger to what you're doing you're putting your your body at a speed it shouldn't be going at inside a giant metal object you're going
3: faster if you jump out of an airplane
2: I, i'm aware but there's something unique about that have you done right. it have you ever experienced it
3: uh no okay
2: so when you tell Nor people Nor do
3: I have a desire to hold do Hold
2: on, hold on. Or I, I love defending this idea. When you tell people they should try something they don't want to try, it's because if you've tried it, you have a unique experience they don't, and they might change their mind after trying something to be closed minded is to dismiss something without even considering the idea of trying it. I'm not telling you it. not to do it. I, 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 I'm just saying. I just think it's amusing. Well, I thank you. I thank you. We're trying to be amusing. <laughs> I, I just think that every so often you come across a thing that people might dismiss, but you, once you try it, I wanted to do it professionally after the first jump, Mark. I was in. I just didn't have the money at the time to drop like two grand on, on all the jumps you have to do to then be able to do it whenever you want. If you get a license, you can just call up an airport. Jump out of a plane whenever you feel like it. How exciting is that? To Mark Strauss, not at all. To Neil Doyle, not at all. No. Do you guys get together and read newspapers together? Is that the kind of thing no. you guys do? No. I feel like you would now all of a sudden. As Collins is jumping out of a plane. Neil and Mark are on the ground just reading the paper. Don't misunderstand. Well, I'm reading about your death
3: jumping out <laughs> of a plane.
2: This is Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm your host till 6 o'clock. Then we got a little bit of Dave Ramsey, and I think we have some sports uh, about half an hour into his show, so hang out with us all night long on AM 1230. I saw a recent study that said that parents hold several different jobs just parenting their child, about 14 different job roles, air quotes, uh, and that's all before lunchtime. And these are the top jobs that parents fulfill while just, you know, uh, raising a child. Number 10 on this list was being a delivery man or woman. And I guess this is both products and or children uh, because sometimes you obviously give other kids rides home or you drive your kid to some other place. So delivery man or woman, a negotiator is number nine. And I think this is probably negotiating with the child, maybe when they ask for something. I saw a bit of a meltdown uh, the other day in a store, and uh, it makes me forget about this list for a second because I don't know what the kid wanted. I don't. he, He seemed like four or five years old. And he was at the the door, and I think it was like a Ross, like a Ross Dress for Less store. So he must have found a toy in there, and mom must not not have wanted to buy it for him. And this just meltdown, just 100% like holding on to the side of the door, screaming, crying. And the mom seemed very embarrassed at the whole situation and just kind of begging her her small child to leave. So that negotiator one seems very difficult. Uh, I don't have any kids, and uh, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. But do you think... Maybe if you sat that boy down and, and negotiated <laughs> as opposed to just trying to get him to leave, if that would have been better. I don't know. I have no idea. But he seemed very upset for whatever reason. Uh, number eight on this list of job roles that parents fulfill is event planner. Number seven is a bank manager. I like that one. Uh, number six is a doctor, of course. You've got a. Do you actually uh, remember it all, Neil? Did this ever happen to you? Like one of your family members, maybe mom, dad, or maybe even a, a, a grandmother, being sort of like the the first medical expert you'd see whenever you were feeling any sort of illnesses? Mm,
0: my well, my grandma was a nurse. Oh, got it. At so you had a real time. one. So, but. Okay. Uh, she, she was not a nurse when I was a kid. She was already retired and done. Got so, it. But yeah, I mean, she would always kind of be like, okay, what's wrong? And, yep. and try to assess the situation. And yes. then
2: you're you're given a lot of remedies that don't have anything <laughs> yeah. to do with any sort of like, right. yeah, we mm-hmm. had those in our family too. And then once you don't get better from like two or three grandma res- remedies, then you go to the real doctor. Uh, number five on this list is a counselor. Four is a taxi driver, which I guess is also in line with the just shuttling people around. Number three is a chef. Uh, number two is a teacher. And number one is a professional cleaner. Those are some of the jobs that parents, um, you know, have to fulfill. And this is all before lunchtime. This was a study of 2,000 moms and dads that reacted to exactly what roles, what jobs they do every single day. So it's the holiday season. And I just wanted to, to say again that I acknowledge all the hard work that moms and dads put into raising their kids. And so way to go to everyone of you out there. And for whatever reason, we don't have any babies. So it's not a, a do you treat? Pets. Do you have a pet, Neil?
0: Uh, currently in Bloomington, no. I do have a family dog gotcha. that lives at home with my parents. So I, I guess you can say I do, but not currently with me.
2: Do you kind of see pets as like little, little kids, little, you know, if you raise them, do you, do you treat them the same way you think you might treat a child? Uh, I mean, give and take. But yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely
0: some similarities here and there. So
2: we right now are trying to convince my landlord to let us get a dog. uh, And the 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 approach my wife and I are using is that we got to train ourselves just in case we at some point have a kid. You got to have that dog first. And uh, my landlord, who's a great guy, his name's Jack. He only pushed back a little at the concept that that's the same thing. He just also has a rule. Just a little. Yeah, he also has a rule: no pets. But he only pushed a little to the idea that, like, we'd learn anything. And I guess he's raised a few children, so he might know. Uh, but we do. We both want a dog. Uh, there's a lot of cute little dogs that are, I think, popping up on social. media. It seems when you want, I don't know if it's the Facebook is doing it or you know the internet in general. But when you want something a little, it seems like all of a sudden you're bombarded by it. So there have been pets all over our social media pages right now. They're everywhere. Little tiny cute puppies. And it makes it a lot harder to say no uh, when I, I don't know. We probably will visit a shelter, I think, and we'll just visit them. Is that mean to do to ourselves if we can't adopt the dog yet? Well, no. That's you
0: sound like my my girlfriend wants a dog as well, so she will not stop sending me. <laughs> Facebook yep. pictures of dogs and uh-huh. this one and that one. And she actually volunteers at a local shelter See, in go. town, so she loves it. So she's she's been there. She takes pictures there. She says, what about this one? And I uh-huh. So we got to probably talk about this right. a little bit We have bit to have more. more of a conversation. Uh, so it kind of sounds, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys.
2: Yeah, we're bombarded by the photos right now, <laughs> and I want one. I want one. Okay, i got to take another break in the news time with Neil and the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. A lot more coming up in a minute, including a guy who set a record for eating chick uh, I mentioned this story right before the news. Uh, a guy in San Diego, his name is Mark Mendenhall, has set, and I quote, the unofficial record for eating at Chick-fil-A most consecutive days in a row. Uh, they actually call him at his local restaurant, the mayor of Chick-fil-A, uh, I guess, and he was interviewed at KGTV out there. Uh, he had heard about a record someone else in Georgia had gone to Chick-fil-A 100 days in a row. And he thought to himself, you know what? I can break that record. So he decided to start eating every day at Chick-fil-A. He's now at 114 days straight. And I should note that different from the other person in Georgia, he buys extra because the restaurant famously closes on Sunday and consumes Chick-fil-A on Sunday as well. It's not clear whether or not he's counting those Sunday days in his official list uh, because they are, you know, closed those days. So he's not actually visiting a Chick-fil-A but he's consumed the product 114 days in a row at least and always buys extra on Saturday to make sure he can have some on Friday. Uh, he's quoted as saying, I thought to myself, huh, I could do this kind of challenge and maybe I'll only go to 105 days because he thought that would be different. Um, <laughs> as soon as he found out about it, he also threw some stuff up on social media and wound up raising money. At least one charity got involved and a, a $1,000 was donated the uh, unified school district adopt a family program so he's proud of that Um, as Susie found out about the organization he knew he wanted to benefit them Uh, he did say one last thing though which I find interesting and somewhat amusing in this he said his wife wasn't exactly thrilled with his plan to eat Chick-fil-a every single day and his wife even complained when on a recent family vacation uh, he decided to take a, a lunch break that no one knew about and they were at Disneyland by the way to go make sure he had Chick-fil-A for lunch. That's that's a tricky spot, right? Because you want to set a record, and the wife doesn't really want you to be doing this, and the record's not really official. You're not gaining anything for doing it. But then you're at a family vacation. You don't want to fight. You don't want to ask to go have the Chick-fil-A, so you just disappear and she gets pretty mad. Uh, he he went on to say, My wife promptly uh, scheduled a new vacation in Palm Springs because the two have now agreed that next vacation he will stop doing this. He was in the middle of a record. You know, a record he was setting for his own personal desire. How could you make him stop? you got to have Chick-fil-A. Um, it's, it's probably not easy, though, to have the wife not be in on this whole idea. Um, and then I asked the obvious question in response to this story. What is the restaurant, if you could only go to one, every day that you'd most want to go to? Uh, Neil Doyle, do you have a fast food restaurant you'd like to consume for 114 days? Oh, That's a tough question. Um,
0: I think I would have to pick... To, to be honest, I, 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 pro- I would... Well, if I had to pick one, I probably would pick McDonald's because I feel like it gives you the best variety of food throughout the day. I, I think the McDonald's breakfast is up there when it comes to Oh yeah. a fast food breakfast. So, sure. I mean, if I'm
2: going to have breakfast here and there, I wouldn't mind that. And then, Out of curiosity, have you seen the documentary Supersize Me? I have. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Um, uh, you could probably avoid that, though, by picking healthier options well, a lot of the I days. I w- would hopefully try. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, I probably would go with McDonald's just for the, for the just the sheer majority of right, items, right? Yeah,
2: that that makes sense. I think a lot of places, then, like the Burger Kings, the main competitors, the McDonald's would make sense too. Chick Fil A, though, there is something delicious about that chicken, and you can get it grilled. You don't have to get it with the uh, the breading on it, which to me seems healthy enough that I could consume it 114 days in a row without issue. I don't know. Um, pizza too is the kind of product that, but there's probably no way to make that healthy, as you just said. There's probably no way to prevent it from clogging all my arteries in 114 days. Maybe a uh, gluten-free
0: crust? Maybe you got to find a place that does like a cauliflower crust or something. Oh, no. Is that a real thing? (laughs)
2: Oh, yeah, it is. So it's actually made of cauliflower? I believe so. That's ruining pizza. (laughs) I'm upset about that now. Why would I have... What are the toppings you throw... Hold on. If I ordered a cauliflower crust pizza, can I still have like regular unhealthy toppings? Do I have to commit totally... To being like you know much better to my body that day. I think that's a a personal decision, but I'm pretty. I know it's a personal. I'm pretty
0: sure you can still do you know your your pepperoni sausage if you want. But is
2: that defeating? So then, like, say I do that. Do you think the people at the pizza restaurant are like, really, bro? You had to get the cauliflower, uh, you know, dough here, but then you got all the stupid toppings that you normally get. You have the salami, the pepperoni, the Italian spread on the top of that. I'm probably defeating the point. Uh, the, the existence of it. I mean, you're you're probably cutting a couple calories here right. and there with with
0: the cauliflower crust. Okay, but, all right, there you go. Uh, you know, I mean, if they're going to offer it, I guess it, it has true. to be easy enough to make.
2: You know, but... if I had to do it, like you said, you actually went the direction that someone was forcing you, uh, 114 days, it would be devastating to walk in and just do, like, the salad at the pizza place. That would be very sad for me. Yeah. I wouldn't want to walk in like you with the McDonald's. You go in and you just have to pick the salad item a few times. That's not... That's not even fast food. That's just regular vegetable products you can get at the store. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, thank you for agreeing with me, because I have this fight constantly. I don't think that we should buy salads at restaurants. I don't think... I know it's a hot take. Oh. Neil is dumbfounded by why I'm saying it. But it's sort of like, have you ever seen anybody order a grilled cheese out at a restaurant?
0: Uh, if it's like a souped up one with like bacon no, and... No, no, cre- what oh.
2: you just said is not a thing. I'm not even going oh, to listen is. to the thing. No, it's not. It you is. can't make a grilled cheese better. It's just a grilled cheese. Mm, I can throw out. the bacon on at home. That's true. You think I'm wrong? But it's just the, it's the aspect of then you have got to
0: fry up the bacon and you know. <laughs> and it's the same thing with the salad. It's like it's easy to make yeah, a salad at home, but then it's like, you know, if you want to get the grilled chicken on it and all the other, you know, if you want to throw maybe a little, you know, blue cheese crumble on there and the oh, nice. I mean, if you're going to make a exciting salad that you might order at a restaurant. And again, maybe not the healthiest depending on what you get on it but right. if you want all that and you're going to say whatever i want to get that on my salad
2: you see so you gotta just, get, then you got to get all that other stuff right at home and you have to go shopping for all the individual right. little pieces but but it's still it's something that's so easily recreatable like the grilled cheese sandwich you can make that on your own and and have 90 percent of the experience just at home you throw all the vegetables into a bowl you put a little dressing on it and you consume that that's pretty close to the experience you're going to get outside, unless you add chicken. If you add chicken, now it's a meal. Now there's a, a food product in there that's seasoned and changed differently, and that's, as you're saying, a lot more work. But if I'm just doing the vegetables in a bowl, I don't know why I have to buy that at a restaurant. It's my own
0: feelings on the Craig Collins Show. I, yeah, I just, I mean, and if Getting if opinionated. And right? I agree. If you're, if you're, but if you're going out and getting a salad at a restaurant and mm-hmm. it doesn't have... Some type of like protein or, you know,
2: no, and I'm not, I'm not trying to judge. I get it. Some people don't eat the chicken, but you got to throw something on there that the chef is making. Like there's got to be something else than just vegetables in a bowl. Someone call in and tell me eight, two, nine, two, three, four, five, how you really make like a good salad and why I can't do it at home. Just tell me that. What is the, what are the special things you do to the lettuce, the, the carrots, whatever's in there? Obviously, I don't eat salad a whole lot. But whatever you do in there that makes it special, because I want to know. Uh, I'm very confused. And the, the there's a place, actually. There's a a grilled cheese restaurant in Chicago. That's all they make. Very popular. People love going there, probably late at night, mostly young people who might have consumed some things. But I, I don't understand that one. I've had it. It's a grilled cheese sandwich. I don't get it. All right. This is The Craig Collins Show. I'm going to take a quick break. I've got a lot more to talk about in a few minutes, including an intruder who broke into a house in Wisconsin, and when the family found him in the closet, he pretended to be Santa. Now,
3: back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC.
2: This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I just had a lot of hot takes about salad. If you want to yell at me for those hot takes, 829-2345, or reach me on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com. Craig Collins show you can also ask me to play Christmas songs I'm playing them all holiday season long just tell me what your favorite one is and you'll actually enter into a contest this week to win tickets to the high school extravaganza going on uh with the state farm tournament that's taking place here over the next few days I think it starts on the 26th I have sets of tickets to give away all week long and I'll give them away to people who tell me Christmas songs I will pick one winner at the end of each show um, this went viral recently, and I thought it was entertaining it 's actually a, a Twitter post about a solution to a problem. So a married couple has a newborn baby, and for whatever reason, this child would cry all the time whenever they, whenever the mom wasn 't in the room. so this new baby, whenever mom was around, would stay peaceful didn 't you know do anything at all I guess was it was a very content child, and then the minute that mom would leave the room. It wasn't because the child was hungry or anything else. Just very sad. Mom wasn't around. Uh, She would start to cry a lot. Uh, So the parents came up with a pretty interesting and unique solution. They made life-size cardboard cutouts of, of the mother, and they put them in every room of the house. And I guess it worked well enough. No matter what room the baby was in, and they put up video on Twitter to prove this as well, but no matter where... The child was, as long as a cardboard cutout was available and in, in view, uh, the baby did not cry, didn't really fuss at all, just stayed pretty content and happy. It's, it's an interesting idea. It might be a little creepy to someone who comes over the house and doesn't know uh, that you're doing it to fix an issue, but it's it's gone viral because of how funny it was that, for whatever reason, this kid just needs mom all the time, just needs mom around forever. You think that they're going to... Remember this uh, when the kid's older and even have the cardboard cutouts still on hand just to tease this kid with when she gets a little older? I mean, how do you not? It's got to be the thing. It's like the number one thing you tell the boyfriend, you know, with her first boyfriend, like, oh, by the way, when she was a kid, she needed these. And you have them all just standing behind. Oh, man. That would be so embarrassing. You got to keep them, right? That's a thing. That's now a thing. They can't throw them out. That's like, what you know, and
0: what if you throw them out and it's like somebody's (laughs) going through the trash for some reason it's like huh what are these
2: These yeah (laughs) that's a good point the neighbors see you throw out like 10 life-size cutouts of your wife like what is he doing over there it's a good conversation we had i gotta take another break sanjay gupta's coming up Uh, after the break though i still do have that story about an intruder who broke into a house and when he was caught in wisconsin in a family's closet he yelled out ho 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 and tried to pretend he was Santa Claus. Walder, the rest of the day today, mostly cloudy and cold. Tonight, lingering clouds, uh, low of 15. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high 25, low 17. Thursday, mostly sunny, high of 38. Friday, partly cloudy, a high of 41. Saturday, sunny, high of 42. If you were the caller that was on the phone and wanted to tell me your thoughts about salads, call back, 829-2345. We got disconnected before I got you on the air, but tell me. What makes salad so special at restaurants? And I mean like the fanciest of restaurants. I don't mean if you get a salad at like a Panera Bread. That to me is no big deal. But if you go to a fancy restaurant and all you order is their fancy salad, I think you're missing out on some of the better products that might be on that menu. Just my opinion. Uh, I mentioned this story a couple times, so I might as well tell you. The 32-year-old man, his name is KB and Coleman. Uh, A 32-year-old man was recently arrested because he was hiding in a... In people's closets in Wisconsin. I guess what happened was a family member was at home and a dog kept barking at a closet in the house. And so then she, she paid more attention to it, even had some other family members try to open it with her. And every time they tried to open it, it would pull itself back shut. And eventually they noticed some fingers sticking out from the closet. And so they tried to start talking to the person in the closet to ask who it was. And this is when KB and said, ho, ho, ho. And then he asked the family not to ruin their holiday surprise. He said it was Santa inside the uh, the bedroom closet and to just leave him alone. When the family didn't love that idea and they started to dial 911, I guess he ran from the home and then tried to go into a neighbor's house. And so the police eventually get to the scene and they're tracking some footprints. It leads to a garage. And so then they try to open the garage with that, um, that family coming out and giving them the little clicker. But every time they try to click it open... Cabian, inside, clicks it closed. So this went on, according to the police report, for several minutes of them clicking it open and him clicking it closed and continuing to say, ho, 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 that it was Santa who was in the garage now and asking the police to go away. Uh, Apparently, they eventually distracted him long enough to let him not hit the button in time. One of the officers got into the garage, and he was arrested. Um, Everyone at the scene said that they didn't think he was trying to harm anyone. He was just, you know... Uh, Wanting to get indoors because it was cold outside and he may or may not, uh, according to his own statement with the police, he may or may not have done some drugs. But that would be surreal to experience a guy that's in your house claiming to be Santa and then he goes next door and and gets inside a garage and then won't come out. That that had to be an interesting few minutes for the neighborhood. Uh, But that is KB and Coleman. He's 32 years old and he is now in custody with the police and apparently not Santa, not dressed as Santa either. I feel like that was the biggest mistake. If he had actually thrown on the costume, maybe things would have gone better. Do you think, Neil, that if he was wearing the Santa costume, at least then maybe a little more uh, grace would have been given? It probably helps
0: his his case. Right.
2: This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. If you've been listening to me over the last two months, you know I like studies. I like talking about studies. I like things that people study and uh, things that they discover from said studies. And this one might be a little problematic, but I'm going to share it anyway. Uh, A new study says that flirting at work can be a good thing and that a zero-tolerance policy is misguided. I'm sure that a lot of people don't love this. This is an awkward topic to talk about, especially if it's encouraging us uh, to flirt. Uh, But the researchers in the study are quoted as saying when flirtation is enjoyed, which I imagine is a huge caveat we need to continue to repeat. But when flirtation is enjoyed, it can offer some benefits. It makes people feel good about themselves, which can then protect them from the daily stressors they have in their lives and the stressors they have for work. That is Leah Shepard. She is one of the researchers that authored the study at a Washington State University. University. Uh, the researchers found that a zero tolerance policy is misguided, including NBC's recent hug guidelines and Netflix's uh, viral ban on people looking at each other for more than five seconds. Did you hear about that one? That people at Netflix, uh, Neil, did you hear that they can't look at each other for more than five seconds? I did not know that. It's not if you're in a conversation. There's right. no rule there. But Netflix has a staring ban that says if a coworker notices you staring at them for more than five seconds, you can get in quite a bit of trouble. Uh, and also, NBC doesn't allow people to hug each other. That's just a thing. Uh, but apparently, according to the study, that flirtation is actually good in some ways. Uh, quoting again the researchers, naturally occurring behaviors within established friendships are often the most pleasant and positive affirmations people need in their day-to-day work life. So it's not going rogue. And actually, they they go on to mention something else. Uh, they studied about 1,354 Different workers in the United States, Canada, and in the Philippines, um, and they they made one important caveat that needs to be addressed: workers enjoy flirtation from coworkers, not superiors. Managers should never, and this is according to the researchers, um, should never do that. They should be careful in engaging in flirtation themselves, especially with anyone at a lower level. As soon as there's a power imbalance, you run the risk of something easily becoming perceived. As sexual harassment but as far as just the sensitivity in today's workplace and maybe the the lack of any of this kind of thing I know a lot of people um, who met their significant other working there and in today's day and age it feels like it would be much harder to strike up a romantic relationship in a workplace because of the fear of all the different ways in which it could be misperceived one by the person you might be interested in and then of course two by anyone witnessing that event but this research all is pretty convincing to me. I don't know. Obviously, I don't think we have any kind of policy here at this workplace. And I don't know if there's ever been a relationship that, that, that sprung up here or anything that, that probably no one would want me to talk about on the radio. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just curious if, if we think that kind of things like this, like let's say, Neil, do you mind if I ask you a hypothetical question? Sure. Let's say a young person, a young lady who you were friends with, commented one day and she thought that you looked extra nice that day. Do you feel like that affirmation would help you do your work a little bit better?
0: I mean, sure. I think it kind of makes you feel good about yourself. Right. Maybe you're you know, dressed nicely or whatever. You were a little put together. I mean I'm normally not put together, but But at the same
2: uh, time, if you noticed a coworker that seemed to be nice nicely dressed on a specific day would you feel confident enough to mention something to them about how nice they looked or would you shy away completely uh, I would probably steer clear yeah me too mm-hmm. that's I've I've seen it done like I've seen it and and even like silly places like at the grocery store the guy in front of me seems to be extra confident and it seems like the person that's that's you know ringing you up the cash cashier that day tried really hard and so then like they say something nice I've witnessed it happen but one, I'm a married man, so I'd feel a little uncomfortable because of that. But two, I've never been able to give someone of the opposite sex a compliment. I just can't. I just am afraid to do it, Neil. I don't want it to be misunderstood. Right. No, I, I hear where
0: you're coming okay. from. But yeah, I, I I personally, especially in the workplace, no,
2: I'm yeah. not, you know. I just see. And that's that's everyone's go-to right now. No, there's no reason. But this research says that if we were a little less stringent on those things, maybe allowed for some Some version, maybe just a compliment. Maybe it doesn't have to be flirting per se. But maybe if we were all just more willing to compliment each other, things might be a little bit better. I don't know. Uh, But it's an interesting study, at least to mention, with hashtag a lot of problems in 2019. Uh, One other thing that I thought was uh, interesting, a different study that I noticed today. uh, The key to a healthy relationship. This is talking about people who are not flirting in the workplace, but people in relationships. The key to a healthy relationship is to have some me time completely alone time 85 percent of people and a recent survey said that one of the best things they had one of the the strengths that kept them going with whoever they were with was the me time that equated to at least 51 minutes a day around six hours a week of completely independent time that your significant other did not interrupt how do you feel about that study neil doyle i think that's i think that's needed you got you got Might, any me maybe, time? Maybe more. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, 51 minutes doesn't sound like enough me time. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean to be mean. I'm just saying like if you're if you're taking the me time, I, it should be at least an hour. I feel like you get to that healthy 60. Right. Uh, some of the activities that are suggested in this this survey to be me time moments were interesting. Watching TV and movies, do that alone instead of with the significant other, reading, listening to a podcast, exercising, enjoying a nice cup of coffee. Having a meal alone? Would you ever eat a meal alone? Uh, Yeah, I'm not I'm not opposed. Well, like instead of with, so like your significant other is there with you. Oh, no. And no. then you're like, no, this is a me time moment. I'm doing this alone. You can't be apart. No, that'd be kind of weird. Wouldn't that be, especially if you're like cooking the meal? Yeah. And they're sitting there. They're like, uh, can I have a little? No, you can't. This is the me time moment. Uh, it says going out dancing is something that they recommend doing alone. Hmm. Yep. I'm sorry, I I yelled quite a bit because I can just imagine my wife reacting to that. Honey, I need my me time today, and I've chosen to go out dancing. There'd be so many chonklas thrown at me, man. It would be intense. (laughs) Uh, Shopping apparently is a good me time activity, going for a walk, or getting your hair done. I never bring her to get my hair done. That's obviously a me time. Does that even count? I don't even know why that needs to be included. Right, that's a true, thank you. I, I object to most of the things in the study, even though I chose to read it on the radio. The watching TV and movies, though, for a quick second, I want to live there. My wife and I have predominantly, have mostly different tastes when it comes to the televisions and the movies, and I notice the only things we truly share are the big, you know, blockbuster movies that I drag her to, and then pretty much any TV show we watch in the house, she likes, and I just, I decide to try to like it. I've noticed that that's a thing. I I wind up spending a lot of time watching TV on my own just because my wife doesn't like it. The shows that I like. Do you and your girlfriend share a lot of similar interests?
0: Yeah, when it comes to shows. So, I mean, we can normally find something that we enjoy watching together. But there are definitely certain things here and there where she'll probably just going to watch that if she really wants to watch Mm -hmm. it. And I'm not going to partake. Come on.
2: uh, Be honest with me, though. Like, who caves more? If one of the two of you caves more and watches something that the other one's asking for, who's who's the caver? Mm,
0: I mean, we have pretty similar interests. I don't feel like it's there's not you know, a caver. It doesn't really have to go out of anybody's realm to really have to cave very often. I, I mean, I gotcha. And it, it really, it's not even a show or I mean, it, but like if I want to watch for some reason, I want to watch like golf, and then she'll yeah, maybe she'll watch golf. But no when way. When it comes to movies and
2: shows, yeah, I mean, we can normally find something that. Okay, you can vote. Well, there's yeah. so many options out there, uh, right. but I've I've seen almost all five seasons of uh, Jane the Virgin now. I'm almost <laughs> finished that show. It is the American telenovela. How's Jane that? the Virgin. Oh, it's been great. Oh, it's good. been so good, Neil. I mean, the <laughs> twists and turns have been so unexpected. I couldn't believe the things. I mean, Michael's alive. Can you believe it? Well, that's good. I know. We thought he was dead for a while, but he's alive. He has amnesia, though, so it's sad. But we'll see if he remembers Jane. I think we're going to watch more episodes tonight. I'm excited. Betty, I'm kidding. I love that show. I promise. Wait, Jody called in again to tell, tell me her favorite Does Christmas song is the I Christmas cookies eat. song by George Strait. Uh, she enters in a chance to win the extravaganza, the, uh, the State Farm Tourney, uh, this event, this uh, high school basketball event that's happening starting on the 26th. She gets a chance to win two tickets to that just by telling me her favorite Christmas song, which I then play here on the Craig Collins Show. I teased this before the news. Coca-Cola launched a brand-new subscription-based uh, club. They're calling it Coca-Cola's Insiders Club. I think they told people on social media, places like Twitter, that they were launching this. It's $10 a month or $50 up front, and you get, before they're in-store, uh, drinks, different items that they'll send to you. They'll send them every single month. The only problem with the fact that they launched this thing, maybe they they did not anticipate the interest uh, correctly, they were only letting 1,000 people join. So within minutes of, you know, notifying people on social media that this was something that was in existence, it was completely full. And people on Twitter specifically started to complain, saying, why even tell us if you're only going to let 1,000 people inside your insiders club, uh, why advertise? So then a a notification popped up on Coca-Cola's website saying that if you're patient, they'll let more people in slowly, maybe grow The list up to, like, 8,000 members. I am surprised that this many people had interest in those, you know, pre-released whatever the drinks are that Coke is making and having them sent to your house on a monthly basis. Because you really are gambling in that world. Like, go ahead. Send me anything you want. But the list might grow to 8,000 people. It's just going to take a while. Coke said they're not going to do that till. The middle of January. So it's interesting. They probably got a lot of publicity and now they know that there's a certain amount of interest in getting a subscription model for their products, especially those cool ones that you haven't seen in the stores yet. But they, they probably should have thought way bigger than just a thousand people. That's Coca Cola. That's a bigger brand. Uh, another story that I have in front of me, this is out of New York City or New York State, a upstate New York high school soccer coach. Made a pretty big big mistake, I'd say, recently. Uh, this actually happened, I think, last month, uh, but it's being reported in the New York Post today. Um, his name is Blake White. He is the coach of the Lake George boys' soccer team, and he decided on a trip uh, after they played in a game that he would stop and grab everybody a meal. Unfortunately, the place he decided to go was a Hooters, uh, and the school had a lot of problems with that. Uh, they are high school boys, and maybe he thought it would be Fun, for whatever reason, or I don't know, uh, you hear all the time that that's a family-friendly restaurant. So maybe it just was the the pick. Uh, He is not, I don't think Blake has spoken at all about this, but the superintendent for the school has been interviewed recently, saying it has been taken seriously and we've addressed this issue. As a female superintendent, I took this very seriously and and addressed it immediately with the students and the individual. Uh, She went on to say corrective action is being taken place, although the New York Post notes that they don't know exactly what that is Uh, the team was summoned to a mandatory meeting a few days after this trip happened and all were given a chance to discuss the the issues which seems to me a a tad extreme i guess unless anyone was really uncomfortable which uh, you don't know and i don't know that a a public forum would have been the right place for a kid to have have voiced that concern he probably would have been better off telling supervisors or telling you know school officials on his own Um, But the school also noted that this was, and I say, quote, was not in line with our athletic program and the school community values. So they are very upset about his decision to take the team to Hooters. Man, I, I wonder, the only thing I'm curious about, and this is, Maybe not productive, but I I, I do wonder, like, was it his decision or did he give the team on the bus a pick? Like, hey, where do you guys want to go to eat? And the kids came up with Hooters because then maybe he's falling on a sword. That's not totally his fault, but I'm just guessing here. I don't know how everything played out, and I certainly know. The school is pretty, pretty mad. All right, i got to take another break on the Craig Collins Show. i got a lot more coming up. Uh, Like I said, if you do want to get in and tell me your favorite Christmas songs, you will get a chance to win tickets to the State Farm Tournament going on, starting on the 26th. A bunch of high school teams are involved in it, including some champions, so it's going to be a very good few days of basketball. You'll want tickets to that event. uh, But call in, tell me your favorite Christmas song. I'll play it here on the show, and then you'll get a chance to win tickets. I'll notify one winner after every single show. A quick break on JBC, and then I have a story about the world's oldest married couple who is celebrating their 80th wedding anniversary. Sarah asked for this song on my Facebook page. You can ask me for your favorite Christmas songs either on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show, or just give me a call, 829-2345. My Uncle John apparently is listening to the show today, and he's been texting me reactions. My family listens, Neil. A lot of the family members in in the Collins family like to listen to the radio show. He told me he would never have taken me to a Hooters when I was a kid on the basketball team. He was a basketball coach. So he wanted to let me know that he never would have gone that road. Well, that's good. I'm, I, I'm, it, I'm glad to know that that would not have happened. Are you at least I, a tad you know, curious like me? It's high school boys. It's a high school boys soccer team that maybe he threw out the option like you guys pick the restaurant. And that's the one that I'm not trying to be stereotypical. I'm just curious. No, I I would have to agree. I mean, right.
0: no, and I mean, I played sports in high school, so yeah. I mean, if we went on a, you know, farther trip and we needed food, or we're going to stop as a team to eat, I coaches asked all the time, like, all right, you know, try to get a general consensus. Yeah, where do you want to go? And I could definitely see where if you have, you know, a teenage group of, group of teenage guys boys yeah, right. that say, yeah, you know, let's right. they're, they're yeah. talking it up like, oh, let's tell the coach, let's go to Hooters. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. But. Yeah,
2: it, it's confusing. I know it's it's you know we're talking about children still because they're not they're all fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old. But I, I I wouldn't have been surprised if I was the coach and that's what they had recommended. I just think that he probably should have said no if that's the case and if it was truly his idea. If the coach just wanted to go to Hooters on his own, I don't know, man. I feel like there definitely should be some repercussions for that kind of a that kind of decision making. Uh, moving on. By the way, my uncle says his favorite. This is very confusing now, Uncle John. I need you to explain this to me. Your favorite Christmas song is Thunderstruck by ACDC. Is that a Christmas song? I don't think it I don't is. Think... Okay, Uncle John. I like the fact that he's participating. <laughs> uh, I use that at the intro to my show. The Thunderstruck is the theme song we're using when I when I do the Craig Collins uh, show uh, rejoin or whatever it's called every single day. My show open. But uh, yeah, I wanted to share this story. There's an Australian... A group of firefighters that apparently have been fighting fires, uh, bushfires, just like in L.A. They've been fighting them for a while. Uh, same thing. They keep cropping up and firefighters are just out there day in and day out trying the best they can to put it out. Uh, so one Aussie decided the perfect gift to boost morale for the firefighters stuck out there was to buy them all cases of beer. So <laughs> this is the kind of thing that should happen more. Uh, Declan McDonald was pictured on his Snapchat giving over crates of Emu Exports, I guess that's a type of beer there, uh, to all of the different firefighters that were still fighting these fires in Perth. Uh, he said then, I had, I had been cutting trees back by my parents' place and knocked a couple back myself and noticed how much better I felt outside doing yard work, just drinking a couple beers. So then I realized that so many of our men and women are out here fighting these fires that I decided what they needed was honestly to buy them a box of beer. That's pretty cool. That's the kind of thing we need to see more of, I think. Just drop off a nice crate of beer. If you see someone, I think, can we make this rule for anything, Neil? Why not? Okay. If you see someone out there doing a job outdoors this holiday season and you feel like, man, that looks like a stressful gig, even if they're repairing the street, let's say you see a bunch of guys out there, you know, paving a street, maybe just swing by and grab them a case of beer. Maybe that's a pretty nice, make sure to count beforehand so you don't, you know, leave anybody out but just grab a case of beer for people doing, doing that work that's very important to all of us. Uh, one other story, and then I do have to take another break on the Craig Collins Show. We have the Kim Commando tech update coming up in a second. Uh, I saw this story yesterday and didn't get to it, but then I saw it land a few more places today. There was a guy who exploded his car. Uh, I guess he was inside the car, he lit a match, and the car blew up. Uh, he's okay, from what I understand. But the reason why it exploded... Is because apparently this guy is a very heavy user of air spray he uses like a lot of the like you know air freshener things so it was just full of aerosol scent and that spark blew up the entire vehicle there's a photo of the car Um, it is it looks very very destroyed but that has to be a substantial amount of like air freshener right I was spraying it around the office today because we have a bit of a smell here I don't know how much I should talk about it, but yeah. there's there's a pungent odor, a little smelly. Yeah, it was. So I was spraying it throughout the office, but it's a, it's a giant place. But this guy in his car had so much that he lit a match to light a cigarette and blew the whole thing up. Yeah, I don't think you were spraying it enough for. Uh, yeah, I, for I wasn't that concerned. I wasn't concerned about exploding uh, the uh, the radio station. Just come on, man. Like, what did he? What happened in that car that you needed that much air spray in this situation? And then I did not know that it could it could explode. Like this, but uh, this is a lesson learned. It's one to, to nice to know now. He should have got the little like dangling air fresher. What's wrong with that? It's much. It's probably a safer option. Tremendous, <laughs> and that's a car staple, man. You get the crazy little design, the the like peace sign or whatever you want to you want to put up there, and that also has a secondary function. Uh, he needs to learn that lesson. But uh, yeah, he has destroyed. Uh, do you think insurance will cover this? Mm exploded car uh, I would, air freshener I, issue i'd be surprised but maybe it will you okay. never know yeah you don't know how how extensive his package is maybe he's had this happen before maybe he calls <laughs> insurance now because he's like look i use a lot of air freshener i love the idea that my uncle john celebrates christmas by throwing on acdc listening to some thunderstruck that is awesome I, that house has got to be rocking uh this is the craig collins show i'm with you guys until six o'clock then we have uh, a little bit of dave ramsey and then a bunch of High I think uh, we have basketball on after that. Um, And there's a whole big, giant high school tourney happening. Uh, State Farm is putting on a huge holiday festival, holiday tournament of uh, basketball games, high school basketball games, starting the 26th. I have tickets to give away, and I'm giving them away all week. You just have to call in and tell me your favorite Christmas song. I'll play a little bit of it on the show, and then you'll enter in for a chance to win those tickets. I'll call one winner each night and let them know that they won. Uh, Star Wars... Debuted in L.A. on Monday, and a whole bunch of film critics, a whole bunch of reporters went out to the event, but there was an embargo. They were not allowed to say what they felt until last night. So, officially, last evening at about 12.01 a.m., so I guess technically this morning, reviews started to pour in. Uh, There is no consensus yet at Rotten Tomatoes, if that's a website you go to to check things out. But there is uh, at least some information from Variety.com about what people are saying, and it's mixed They are mixed to positive reviews. That's what they're being referred to as. I have some of the reviews in front of me, and I'm just going to read the snippets from them, but not everyone is thrilled by the movie. Uh, Mike Ryan, who writes for uh, Uproxx, said that there is a lot to like, but the first half gets bogged down with exposition and new plot and doodads and beacons and transmitters. It feels like it should have been three movies on its own. Uh, From Variety, Adam uh, B. writes that there was so much in the movie... But it's the best moments that are the quietest and the most human. He said there's a lot of movie in this movie. Um, He said the emotional highs are spectacular and there are a lot of payoffs. Some earned, some not so much. But some choices feel like they're unnecessary course correcting from the last Star Wars movie. And some just don't make any sense at all. Uh, That's actually from IGN film reviewer Laura Prudhomme. And then one more film critic, this is from Screen Rant, said that he loved it. It's an immensely satisfying and massive end to the saga. It somehow addresses every issue, problematic characters, and most unanswered questions from the last two movies. And actually, okay, fine, Eric Davis from Fandango also loved it. He said it was epic, all of it, hashtag the rise of Skywalker. So it it seems like there's going to be mixed reviews, and I know fans of this franchise, which I'm not a terribly big one, I've seen all the movies, but I don't, really know what all the things are i can't quote them all but i know that people are going to have a lot of feelings they're going to be very strong feelings and what's interesting is that the first of this trilogy was directed by jj abrams the person who is directing this one and then in the middle a different director came in and made a movie and there might have been some differing visions between those two gentlemen and so it's odd when you have to make a continuation of someone else's project after you started one it'd be like in school having to make the first part of a a group project and then give it to someone else. They do the second part, and then they give it back to you to finish it. So maybe that's what bogs it down, according to these reviewers, the attempt to go back and change some of the decisions made by the other director in the last movie. But it is interesting. I know a lot of people are excited. I think they're still camping in Los Angeles and and probably other places. L.A. makes sense, though. If you're going to sleep outside in a movie theater, L.A. is probably the place to choose. I don't think I'd do it here. Uh, I don't know. Do you think every single showing will be sold out, Neil? Here locally, I would think a good majority all weekend long. Yeah, okay. I, that would be my guess. I want to see the movie. I, I have enough interest, but I haven't bought tickets yet. You think uh, I, you can't? I should not just show up and and go for it. I would probably get them before. Okay, just to play all it right. safe. Are you going to see it? I'm planning on it. Maybe
0: not this, this weekend, weekend, but it, uh, hopefully eventually, yes.
2: You know, I like seeing uh, movies weekend of, especially if there's a whole bunch of like fans of the franchise there, because like the cheering and stuff. Yeah, you it don't, is fun. Yeah, you don't get that other places, and, and that's probably what makes the going to the movie theater so great, is when people are reacting and laughing, and, and literally if someone stands and applauds at the end of a movie, even if I don't agree with them, I'm so happy they're oh. doing it, it makes it worth going out. So I'd like to be in in the uh, you know in attendance for one of the big giant opening day ones, but, but all right, fine. I
0: mean, one of the coolest ones. I w- it was. It was the first Star Wars since they. Uh, the Force Awakens. Yes, I couldn't remember the name off the top of my head. Shows how dedicated of a fan I am. It
2: shows how dedicated of a fan I am. Uh-oh. They,
0: uh oh. Um, but I went to that one I think opening hmm. weekend. I mean, it was when the opening you know if you've seen Star Wars, you know how every one yep. of them opened. I mean the place was going bananas i mean it was it was wild it kind of gave you the goosebumps in the theater, like you were like, "Wow, like, what am I a part of right now?
2: Were there people in costume um
0: not that I saw okay. when I got there I mean there could have been, but not that i not that I
2: saw with my own eyes, so but you're there... saying that the moment that you heard. Moment that starts happening, people I mean, just go
0: people nuts. People were going like it was like they were getting ready for like the opening of the Chicago Bulls game. I right. mean, it was like people were hooting and hollering, standing up, and it. I mean, I when mean, it was exciting, uh-huh. right? Because it was you know the first one since now well, exciting
2: come, to different degrees well, for different people. Sure. Sure. I, I love that idea though, comparing it to a, a, a sport like opening because, like, the Blackhawks, for example, do very crazy. You know, they cheer during the national anthem, there's a lot of energy. They should do that at movie theaters, like, have the lights off and have these rotating kind of things click on. Like, the more, you know, little laser shows we can get in, in addition to the big giant releases, maybe more people would pack the theaters for weeks. If you really turned it into like the opening of a Bulls game, you could. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see that happen. Um I'm going to go like I said at some point I'm not as excited as some. I do remember the biggest opening I ever saw. I went to an IMAX in Chicago for The Dark Knight. Oh, and nice. there was a lot there was a lot of excitement for that movie. And in the middle of the movie there's a Batmobile kind of thing and then a a like bat motorcycle, I guess, shoots out and I guess a lot of people thought that was great. Uh by the way, there were people dressed In costumes to the thing I went to. I wasn't one of them, but there were a lot of Batman in the audience. When the little Bat Cycle shot out, the the audience went nuts. It was insane. Like the amount of cheering for uh, you know, this one almost stupid moment to almost anyone at a regular theater, I don't know. They were so excited. I couldn't even fathom why. It just kinda gets you amped up though. Right. You you know Well and there's those little service moments for the true fans, like the people who care about that franchise for some reason really love the bat motorcycle. So yeah, that's a thing. And that actually reminds me. My Uncle John, who's listening, used to take me to Batman movies when I was a kid. Uh, have you seen all the uh, the other ones, the Tim Burton ones, those I, Batman movies? I have not. Okay. There is a Batman movie called Batman Forever, which is uh, pretty well known for being just an absolute train wreck of a film. It's just bad. It's a bad, terrible movie. And Batman and Robin is even worse. But my uncle showed how dedicated he was to, to me and my brother loving Batman by sitting through both of those films and listening to our reviews as kids after because we thought they were great i've seen them as an adult though they are not good things they are very i can't believe he sat through both of them well he was like yes yeah, taste change taste do change <laughs> do you do that to yourself with stuff you watched as a kid go back and see it again or do you just keep it the memory the way you had it
0: uh no i have i have before and i'm trying to think of something in particular but no yeah i things that i watched long ago and it's yeah it's like really i watch this
2: see i don't i don't want to do that i've learned that lesson like three or four times in a row now i should not go back if i remember something as being excellent like for example the teddy ruxpin movie i do not need to see it again i never need to go back to that world because if it's bad it's going to be really sad for me I'm going to question my taste as a kid. Yeah, it's going to be a whole bunch of things. that's uh, ruin it. Exactly. I mentioned this real quick. I want to. I want to pay this off. They're, the world's oldest married couple is celebrating their 80th wedding anniversary. People were very excited about this. It is a Guinness World Record. Uh, the couple met back on. Or, excuse me. They got married December 22nd, 1939. Uh, that's a long time ago. John's 106. Charlotte's 105. Their retirement home in Texas just threw the the party of the ages. To celebrate their wedding, uh, they got a 1920s Roadster that they parked outside. I guess it was the same vehicle that John had picked Charlotte up for their first date. At the time, J- Charlotte was studying to be a teacher, and John was a football player for the Longhorns. Uh, but the the whole, I guess the whole event, they did everything they could. They threw a lot of it up on social media, and people were celebrating it. Even the local news organization, KXAN covered the wedding anniversary uh there are quotes there from some of the family members who attended they are a wonderful couple and an example of a very happy couple glad to be around each other travel together and spend life together that's one of their uh i believe it's a grandson named jason Uh, another family member said they've always been very forward-looking people very positive about the future looking forward to tomorrow and what the future holds 105 and 106 Still going strong. That'd be pretty cool to attend. I know that. Yeah, I bet it would have been. It sounds like it was a heck of a party.
0: I, I mean, just. Can't. Not, but like, when are you ever going to be able to say, "Oh yeah, I attended this uh, couple's 80th wedding right. anniversary"? Never. Yeah. I mean, that's never going to be broken. See,
2: you want you would have wanted to be the news person that was there, right? Yeah, that'd been pretty cool. Yeah, I know. You would have covered everybody invite I just wonder how hard they partied. That's the other thing I'm curious about. If John and Charlotte really did have a good good night that night. Uh, but we don't have any information. The news didn't cover that in great detail. It's a Craig Collins show on AM 1230 WJBC. This is Bill's favorite Christmas song, "Oh Holy Night," as rocked by Mariah Carey. Uh, so, Bill, you're entered into your chance to win the State Farm tickets. That is the all tournament tickets I'm giving away to each day to State Farm's Holiday Classic, uh, happening starting on the 26th. Right here, a whole bunch of high school teams are going to be participating in a in a week long a weekend long basketball tournament that you probably want to get tickets to, but bill, you got a chance to win after the news. I got to take another break and then I got news coming up. But after the news, I want to talk about this banned Utah jazz fan who's now suing Russell Westbrook and the jazz for a hundred million bucks. This is all because they got in an argument uh, the fan and the player uh, last year at a game, they started yelling at each other, and apparently even though the fan got banned. He now thinks that they did him wrong, so they owe him $100 million. got to take a quick break, but then I'll talk about that after the news. And I will mention Uncle John texted me again, my uncle, saying that I got really mad when I found out that my grandfather did not own a Batmobile. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230, WJBC. This half hour of the Craig Collins Show is sponsored by Comcast Business. Each day, Comcast Business helps businesses big and small go beyond the expected to do the extraordinary. Because a simple transaction, there is a chance to make a customer for life. Comcast Business, beyond fast. Take your business beyond at ComcastBusiness.com. This story first started last year. So a fan, his name is Shane Kessel. He goes to a game. He watches the Houston Rockets. Uh, Well, actually, it's the Houston Rockets now. That's where Russell Westbrook westbrook plays now but this would have been the utah jazz uh taking on russell's team um but so he goes to the game and that's the oklahoma city thunder by the way okay now i got all the pieces right and i guess during the game he started to yell at russell uh it got so bad that i guess russell started to yell back and part of the video of of westbrook yelling at one of the fans went viral um westbrook then contended in a series of interviews that he was being yelled that racial slurs were being yelled at him by the fan including one um, comment asking Russell to get on his knees like you used to, Uh, meaning that, you know, obviously I think you can figure that out. I don't even want to explain what that means, but I I guess there were quite a few racially charged things, according to Russell Westbrook, and the team eventually conducted an investigation to look at what happened and decided that, yeah, no, this fan needed to be banned. So Shane was banned from ever setting foot again inside the the arena. He then also, I guess, dealt with uh, different people online starting campaigns to do things like get him fired from his job, which eventually happened, etc. And so for a while, Shane uh, wasn't doing great. Um, probably might not still be doing all that great. But he recently, very recently, created a lawsuit of his own. He's asking for $100 million. He is suing the Utah Jazz, Russell Westbrook, and he's also suing the Oklahoma City Thunder. He is asking for that money because he says that he received about $68 million in damages for all the things that went on, and then $32 million because of the claims of defamation and infliction of emotional distress. Obviously, Shane and his girlfriend, who attended the game with him, contend that they did no such thing as far as yelling the racial slurs that Russell said he heard. Instead, they said that, and I guess this is Shane uh, describing what actually was yelled, that he said you need to wrap your knees when you sit on the bench in order to I don't even know if if with a straight face he's trying to say that he was just trying to help the guy out or maybe that was the the criticism hey go wrap your knees and ice them down cuz you're not very good I don't know that, that that takedown makes sense but that's what Shane is saying he yelled out there was misunderstanding between him and the player which escalated to the extent that it did and now Lawsuits abound Um, if you go and I remember talking about this story last year actually in a different place if you go to an NBA game and if you spend all that money to sit real real close to the action and it's the only sport where you can sit without a wall, you know, in between you and players or a decent amount of field or anything. Maybe golf might be the only other one where you get very close to the professional athletes if you go and attend those kind of things. But even in those events, you can't really just go up and touch people. But uh, NBA players will dive into the stands from time to time. So you see interactions that happen with fans because you literally touch some of the players every so often. So if you have the chance to do all those things, to be on the floor... Don't fight people. Don't turn into Spike Lee or any of those other people. Don't start yelling stuff and think that, you know, you're going to make a difference or I don't know why. You, I don't know why fans do it. And I just, this is my PSA moment on the Greg Collins show. I, I Even if you got so much money that it didn't matter, like, ah, yeah, whatever, I spent this money to sit on the floor. It's fine. It's no big deal. Even if you're that guy, don't waste it. Don't waste the opportunity by yelling at the the other team. Just enjoy the game and enjoy the fact that you're that close to ridiculously talented basketball players. Just enjoy it, Neil. Do you have any any disagreement to the message here on the Craig Collins show? No,
0: I was uh, clapping with my mic off while while you were saying that. Yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. It's like you know, some people just love to to get involved. Right, and I, and I get like you know. Supporting your team and, and maybe booing the opposing team or, yes. you know, it's like, but really it's like you have to get that personal or, you know, and you're lucky enough to be that close to them anyway to even for them to be able to hear you or for you to even be able to talk to them. It's like, if you're that, you're sitting in a pretty good place or you're you're in mm-hmm. a good place to watch this game. Why? Why take it that extra step and here and ruin I'm gonna
2: it? I'm gonna applaud with my microphone on. I'm gonna <laughs> applaud for one Neil Doyle with the mic on because absolutely, like, yeah. I don't want basketball to change. And I don't know what actually happened. I don't think any tape has ever been released to prove what the guy did or didn't say. But you can tell that he's yelling back and forth with Russell Westbrook. And I get it. If athletes are in the middle of a game, tensions are probably running high. There's a chance that things could have been misunderstood. I can't say for sure that I know what happened either way. But I do know this guy is trying to get in a verbal argument with a star athlete while he's sitting courtside. And that's just so stupid. It's so... Anytime you see someone, like, throw crap and look... I'm from the East Coast, and I'm a New York Yankee fan. And so I understand that the stereotype of somebody like the Yankee fans is not always the most positive. We might boo our own players, Neil. From time to time, we might boo our own players. But that is a loving boo. I want to explain that differently. That is with no anger whatsoever. That's sort of like when a loved one pushes you to do better by telling you you're currently doing terrible. That's a totally different thing. But you don't outside of that, and I am kind of kidding. Don't do anything that changes a sport. Don't, don't make us have to add additional layers of security between you and basketball players and change that game because it's a lovely game the way it is. I've never sat courtside, and I would love to. And maybe at some point in my life I'll get a chance, but not if idiots like Shane keep ruining it for me. I just don't want to see that happen, Neil. just don't want to see it. And $100 million, how do you come up with that number?
0: That's yeah. That's a big number.
2: Is it just because he knows that they can pay that kind of money <laughs> that he's like, "Look, I lost my job, so obviously you guys need to fork over sixty-eight mil for that, and then thirty-two million more because I've got a lot of emotional distress." All right, I got to take a break on the Craig Collins Show. That is my PSA of the day. I promise not to do. I'm going to talk about chilies. Do you hear what She's going after it on AM twelve thirty WJBC. I have a story about eating chilies and how it will reduce your risk of death. Uh, which is apparently a pretty good thing. And I know it's going to make my wife happy because she likes to throw uh, chili peppers and a bunch of hot things in all of our food. Before I get to that, though, I was reminded that I I mentioned um, how my grandfather used to pretend to have a Batmobile. And uh, when I finally found out it wasn't a Batmobile, I was pissed. I was real, real mad. Like, the level of anger. I can remember it to this day. And I think I was, I don't know, eight years old. I had to be eight years old. Um, He had a black car, a cool black car, that looked kind of like a Bond car. I forget what brand it was or or whatever. Um, And every so often, and I don't know, Neil, if you experience this from family members, people like to lie to Greg. They love to do it. My aunt always used to tell me, like, crazy lies that never came true, and I always believed them. And my grandfather and my uncles from time to time would do it. Um, And this one was that. And there was some stupid button in my grandpa's car that I remember that, I don't think it served a per I don't know what it did, but they told me that it was the special button, and when we were all in the car and driving, he could hit it, and it turned into the Batmobile. They swore it to me, and I would always try to like stick my head out, but they'd always make sure the windows were up. So like, I- maybe I'm just stupid. Am I just admitting that I'm dumb? Is that what this is now? No, that's, okay. a, that's, a very, that's an age where you're gullible. Every- everybody's gullible, yeah. All right. I was especially gullible, though, because I could never verify the truth. Every time they told me that we were currently in the Batmobile, like, I couldn't tell. But I think they then would have, like, people in the neighborhood react as if it was the Batmobile to make it as convincing as possible. Like, people would even yell out on the street, like, nice Batmobile!
0: So you would hit the button, but then they wouldn't, so you would try to look out to say, yes.
2: oh, and they but they would child locked the windows they would child lock the windows i couldn't see outside the windows but they swore it was the batmobile they both told me my uncle john and my grandfather they never lie to me and like i said i think they had friends add to the lie by convincing me whenever they and i think they might have done it whenever i was in the car like the friends didn't really know that it was the time so they would yell batmobile when the button hadn't been pressed yet and then my my grandfather would be like oh i pushed it i pushed it craig don't worry about that but the day i found out it wasn't true Because I finally think I figured out how to get in the car on my own and open the doors and turn the key and like start it and push the button and then get out. And when I finally figured out it was a lie, I was so mad.
0: I was so mad. I can only imagine. Yeah, when that time you you're finally able to hit it and right. you get outside of right. the car, and then you look and it 's just the
2: same i don 't even want to admit how long it, it went on for this lie, but when I finally figured it out, I was like, How could you do this to me? Yeah. I told my friends at school I had a batmobile. <laughs> how could this happen? I was so angry, oh man i 'm even getting worked up just thinking about it now. I feel like I need to take an, I feel like I need a chili pepper that 's what <laughs> I need. This story says that chili peppers, apparently uh, they did a study in Italy, 23,000 people involved, and just eating these peppers makes you way less likely Aww. to die or, or have heart issues, so yeah, I need I need one of those right now. I, I don't know why they like why that lie? Why? Why'd you have to say Batmobile" to me? Yeah. Anything else, I wouldn't have been as mad. I just loved Batman so much at that time. I wore the Batman thing to bed every night. I had the pajama. but at
0: least you had that time where you thought That's true. You were riding. The that's true there was yeah.
2: the, the beautiful moments where I was so proud of it and I so wanted my friends to be jealous as hell I wanted <laughs> to immediately like lord it over all my buddies at school and I found out one day it's all like lie Angela asked me for a Christmas song on Facebook and this one this singer really goes after it so I'm gonna give it a few seconds where are you Christmas Faith Hill take it on You ready for it to get better, Neil? The She's gearing up <laughs>
3: Sing
2: it, Faith? Okay, come on. That is Christmas. Sing it. That's pretty good. She was going after it, Faith Hill. Do you sit around to the Christmas tree, Angela, and listen to that song? Because that is a lot higher than some of the other stuff. Like the energy level of that compared to a Bing Crosby, I think they're quite different things. Get you geared up a little. I know. bit. No, honestly, it's Isn't like the Craig, Craig Collins show—the level of energy she has and I have every day. Isn't it crazy? She's
0: saying Christmas. I mean, we're a week away from Christmas Eve. I know. Kind of I... crazy to think.
2: Are you getting excited? Yeah, I'm excited yeah, for there it. you. It's go. the holiday season. I've been in the holiday uh, season all, all month long, That's as right. you can tell. Uh, call into the Craig Collins show and suggest your favorite Christmas songs to get a chance to win some basketball tickets. Uh, I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. Right.